0: Mary is a transformational leader and internationally recognized personal branding and online business specialist. Mary helps industry experts systematize, digitize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into a scalable and profitable online business and brand so they can become an authority in their niche. Mary has 22 years of experience building seven and eight figure businesses and building high performance sales teams in the IT sector and 15 years delivering online solutions for large and small businesses. She has been featured in many publications and is regarded as a thought leader in the digital sector. Mary's point of difference is her brand, personal branding technology, an S, a SaaS platform that has the ability to define a person's brand's essence with precision that can be applied across all communication touchpoints. When you engage Mary, you access 40,000 hours of knowledge and wisdom and experience in personal branding, client profiling, and lead generation strategies, online course development, sales leadership, content development, and digital acumen. Mary embraces technology and social media in a big way, and her followers, followers are growing daily. Mary is a heart-centered, compassionate, and tenacious entrepreneur who thrives on human transformation and witnessing full fulfillment of their dreams. She is in Melbourne, Australia, across the pond, as they say. Mary, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Rich. Thanks for that beautiful introduction. I appreciate you.
0: Well, you're a very accomplished uh, woman, and uh, welcome to the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Well, Mary, as we talked before, most we always want to start out to hearing your story. Your story is your story. It's different for everybody. How did you become an entrepreneur? Did you work work in the corporate world before? Uh, was it easy? Was it hard? Was you forced into it? Was it a passion? Whatever your story is, please uh, let let us know how it all came about.
1: Absolutely. Well, my corporate, my real career, I like to say, started out. It started in year two thousand, actually. Um, I started in the tech industry when it was booming, like the year 2000 was the place you wanted to be. Um, It was just so hot and wild and exciting. And I wanted to be a part of that energy. And it took me almost one year, Rich, to actually land a job in the tech industry. But I'm so glad I waited because I wouldn't be where I am today had it not been for that one sliding door experience. So I started there. It's it's in that first role in, in the tech industry um, that I actually came to f- face-to-face with personal branding. I truly had an opportunity, that, an actual experience where I walked away from that experience and I was like, oh my God, I can go left or I can go right. If I go right and I can solve this complex problem, I can uh, position myself as a a a complex problem solver, be known for that and command my own demand, which is exactly, exactly how it played out. 18 months later, not only did I grow that business from a declining $8 million business to a $22 million business in an 18-month period, I then was starting to get headhunted by all these tech companies. Uh, I was headhunted by a a company in California, a tech company in California, uh, to take on the role as VP of sales for Asia-Pacific it was still in a startup phase uh, in this region over here. Um, I ended up getting that job and again, growing that company from 4 million to 54 million in 48 months. But it was there and the previous job where I really started to understand and massage this notion around personal branding. And so imagine now I'm in this really, you know, in senior role, a VP of sales, Asia Pacific, I've got a lot of salespeople, a massive sales team. And in my mind, I'm thinking, how could I get the best out of these people? Because a job description is not enough. You know, people will just walk, come to work as zombies. I want people to light up when they come to work. So I remember my first meeting with my team and we sat down and I said, guys, I want you to throw your job descriptions in the bin. I had a bin in the middle, throw them all in the bin. And I had butcher paper all over the wall. And I said, I want you to tell me everything about you, all your attributes, your dreams, your passions, your values, your traits, everything I want to know about you. And I walked away from that meeting with 40 butcher papers, 40 pieces of butcher paper. I took them home and I started to analyze, oh, wow, this person's got these traits. This person's got this trait. This person has these passions and hobbies. And I matched them with the right portfolio. And that's how we got from 4 million to 54 million in such a short period of time. May I add, we also were turning over triple digit margins in the tech industry that is unheard of. But the best part about that story is that almost every person in my team would come to work and I would hear the words, I love coming to work because I can be myself. I mean, that is just a dream come true for any employer. But I realized in that journey that I was, I was, I was very, I still am, and I. But I was very tenacious, very passionate, very driven, Um, and I thought I could actually, what if, what could I do if I used that energy in and started my own business? And I always wanted to have my own business. There was no doubt about that. That was always going to be my path. So in 2005, uh, I decided to leave my corporate life and start my first startup which essentially was a competitor to the company I work for. And I did well. You know, I um, started up a whole new uh, uh, t- a pr- range of peripherals, tech peripherals. I uh, got them into the largest retailer I- in here in Australia. Um, and that was unfortunately short-lived. I couldn't really move my products into other uh, into other retailers. I got them into the corporate sector. It was very, very slow. I then went and met with some venture capitalists to try and raise some capital And um, they suggested that I start one other aspect in my business plan, which is starting a software company under the same brand. So I had this really big vision, but they suggested I dissect it into pieces. So I started a software company and that lasted for seven years. And there was a gap in the academic sector. I went there and um, we essentially built web-based membership systems, excuse me, for the academic sector for seven years, and which was fine, I turned it was a seven-figure turning turnover business. The problem was reached that I built this business that didn't match who I was in my natural state of yeah. being. So I felt like I was walking an uphill battle every single day. I was exhausted, and it was just <clears throat> it became unpleasurable, and I really hated what I had created. I mean, I know that just sounds crazy. It's my own company, but I actually couldn't cope. Um, so I gave birth to my son in 2011, September, 2011, three hours after he was born, I had this amazing epiphany and my I reached out to get lip balm to put on my lips. My business card fell out of my purse and I, had, I held that business card and I thought, oh my God, my whole life has been a series of labels like, oh, this business card, Mary Henderson, managing director is actually defining how I show up in the world. And so uh, I just freaked me out. Uh, two weeks later, I resigned from my own company. I knew when I left that hospital, I would. I knew exactly the trajectory that I was on. I left that. Uh, I I I I made that decision. I sat with my accountants. They said, "I think that you're hormonal. This is not. This can't be happening." And I said, "Oh no no no. This is not hormonal. This is for real. Like I know exactly <laughs> why and how and what." So. You know, thankfully we merged my company with another company. January 1st, 2012, I went on a 12-month sabbatical. It was the first time in my adult life, Rich, I never worked. That was just so foreign to me, but it was the best thing I could have done. I had two amazing mentors and, um, and it was in that 12-month period where I actually found myself. I actually came face-to-face with who or, or aspects of who I truly am. And I started to unpack that that version of myself, and that version of myself from then right up until this point is been the unfolding of Mary. And um, and then in two thousand and fifteen, I officially launched my coaching business, which is exactly what I'm doing today. And based on all of that life experience, all of that wisdom, I was able to merge all of that together and be able to solve a complex problem and really, really merge my expertise into delivering the solution I have today.
0: That's fantastic. What a wonderful story. I want to take you back. So now I'll talk. I'll you talked to Mary years ago, which you know today, Mary today, talking to Mary in the past. Um, what are some things that you would say, but well, I wish I would have done differently back then, if, if I know what I know today?
1: I think that the first thing I would have done, Rich, and I say this to everybody, when I left my corporate life, I left and I landed in complete isolation. And I don't think that I don't recommend that to anybody. I wish that I had a mentor. I wish that I actually engaged a real mentor that could have guide that that could give me like guidance and also hold a space for me, but also belong to a tribe of entrepreneurs who had been there, done that, or doing that. And immerse myself in that energy field so that I didn't feel alone. I felt really, really isolated. And for some weird reason, I didn't even, it didn't occur to me to actually go and get a mentor or to go and find a tribe to belong to. I was so busy doing and proving rather than being and just, you know, and, and listening to my inner self. I didn't do that, I completely ignored that aspect of me. And I think that that is a really dangerous way of starting your journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, great advice. You kinda, we lose our soul along the way sometimes if we don't stop long enough to see.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah. But you did some great things too, obviously. Okay, so what are a couple of key decisions that you made that you think were the catalyst to your success today?
1: absolutely the mentors that I engaged in that 12-month sabbatical were life-changing for me. Um, And also I didn't get like, um, um, I didn't go down that personal, well, it was personal development but in a different way. One of my mentors was a professor in philosophy for 30 years. The other one was an expert in the emotional body. And I also did a quantum um, medicine uh, 12-month course at Quantum University in that 12-month period as well. For me, it was understanding who am I? Like seriously, it was a serious question. Who am I? How do I find this thing called purpose? What is my purpose? I thought that starting those businesses was my purpose, but that was not my purpose. What am I? Who am I? What am I doing here? What is my purpose? Where do I belong? So all these really big questions couldn't be answered in self-help books. I really needed to go really deep and wide and get a completely different perspective. Um, and what happened with my mentor, the professor in philosophy, he would hold a space for me, but not give me the answers. It was more about me arriving at the answers myself. It was me unwrapping, you know, the the the, the complexity of what I had become. And and it was, and I was complex, I was confused, you know, just shattered, if you will. All these paradigms that I had taken on from the outside world that were never mine to begin with were all false paradigms. And when you start breaking down your false paradigms, that reality, it's very confronting. However, in that uh, 12-month process, there was one exercise that he made me do, which was the, the, the turning point. And he said, I want you to write about every year of your life from zero to 21 in first person but I don't want you to write it in a linear, from a linear standpoint. So I don't want you to think. I want you to have a pencil in your hand and you just write whatever comes out. Let your soul write. And I'm thinking, this guy is off the planet. Like, what? where is he going with this? But you see, when you've been programmed to think, you know, that one plus one can only equal two and you have a linear mindset, that's dangerous because you are limited. I re- recognize that in myself. And um, anyway, so it took me weeks before I just got the pencil in a journal and it happened randomly. It was like two, I still remember this. It was like two or three o'clock in the morning. And I just had this, 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 this t- tenacious energy that just suddenly said, you've got to write now, now, now. So I woke up and I started to write reach. and wow, I, not only did I start to write, I couldn't stop writing. And when I finished writing that, which actually took me about two weeks to complete that 21-year that, that, uh, that uh, journal, but what I did, coming from a technical background, of course, is that I looked at these, I looked at, it, I looked at the 21 years of the, what I had documented in my journal, and I pulled things out of it, and I stuck it on an Excel spreadsheet, and I'm like, zero, one, two, three, and I'm like, what happened in those years? Like things that just stood out you know, what about them? What about them? What about, and I started to see patterns and I'm like, oh my God, when I was happy, these are the traits and the emotions that were expressed. And this is what was happening. So when I was sad or angry or frustrated, so I could recall very specific things that happened in my life Um, because I was raised with a serial narcissistic mother. So I was in trauma already, you know, by the time I got to my you know, and I hadn't recognized the trauma that I'd been carrying in my body, but this exercise revealed a lot of truth. And, um, but one thing it did is that it made me recognize that there are things that I can do with ease and grace that, that, that just are so easy for me. And what if I pulled those things out and just focused on those things and, and, and incorporated those as part of my purpose. And so when I looked at it from that standpoint, I thought, oh my God, but therein lies our purpose. When we start to recognize our true gifts, our true talents, our natural uh, abilities, our learned knowledge and skills, which has become our wisdom, wow, that, that changes the whole game. And I thought, there's my purpose. I need to figure out, what I can do with all of this inventory and take it to the world. And that's exactly what happened, literally. And so today, all of that inventory in what I call my internal inventory is packaged in the solution I bring to the world today.
0: All right. So I'm going I'm to stay with that energy because that energy was building. <laughs> okay. So I want to switch to the commercial break. So take that energy, tell the world, tell our listeners, who your customer is, uh, what service you want to promote or provide, Uh, it's your turn. Take a couple of minutes and let's just promote Mary Henderson.
1: Thank you. Well, I help industry experts convert their knowledge, wisdom, and skill set into a go-to brand and an online program or an online solution or a signature solution for that matter. Um, And um, my passion, my absolute passion and the reason why I work with industry experts is because they're the holders of wisdom, and in my view, wisdom is the only way we can solve complex problems in the world. So that's my
0: audience. That's beautiful. So let's kind of dissect that a little bit because you, I don't, I don't want to leave our listeners just thinking one thing. You, you kind of specialize in the IT world, kind of where you came from. Is that where your focus, or is your your offering, your skill, your your uh, deliverable for and in industry, all industries across the board.
1: Yes, it's an end-to-end solution. So when I work with 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 an industry expert and and when I say an industry expert, it's people that have had a lot of years in their area of specialization. It's not the specialization that I'm interested in rich. It's the, the learned knowledge in that specialization. That's the inventory. Because there's a lot of layers that people forget. They're just like, oh, it was just my, my my experience. You know, that was then, this is now. But it's actually not like that. It really is true wisdom and it really is true currency. So when they work with me, I take them through a process. We always build the foundation, which, which starts with, okay, well, let's unpack all of that internal inventory and let's see what that actually looks like. an Excel spreadsheet. So I have very specific questions. I've built a software, a personal branding software. It's called Authority. All my clients jump in there. It spits out reports. The reports are essentially trying to understand your absolute truth because I don't want to work with people who say, oh, I want to be Oprah. I don't care if you can't be Oprah. Even if you wanted to be Oprah, you cannot be Oprah. I want to know who you are. I want to work with that inventory only. That's it. So we unpack the individual, get all of those uh, beautiful attributes out into uh, into actual data. So now I've got real life information that I can work with. And then they spend three hours with me and I un- literally unpack their internals just to get an understanding of what are your skill sets? What do you do? How do you do it? like what, what Who have you served? Just really get a full picture. That then helps me help them uh, design a, and um, uh, fine tune their their brand, their personal brand. Who are you as a brand? How does the outside world see you? What are your core values? What is the language? What's your story? What's your brand story? And then when we look at the inventory, we say, okay, well, this is actually the complex problem that you can solve. And who in the world needs that problem solved? Is it an individual? Is it a business? Is it a, a, a specific corporation? Is it a specific person in a corporation? Who actually needs that problem solved? And it has to be based, the solution that I help people create has to be based on the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Because when you can actually create a solution based on that mindset, you can sell it with ease and grace and with passion and conviction, rather than saying, let me just reference that PowerPoint presentation and I'll come back to you. This is really comes from inside. It's a knowing, it's a deep knowing. So that's the solution. And we systemize that solution as well. And then we move to converting that. uh, uh, Then we uh, uh, test, we put it out to market and we test a beta version of it. To get validation and feedback before we then build the final uh, product, which is the final whether it's an online program or whether it's just an actual methodology. That's the final part of the process. Around that, we wrap all of the digital assets, websites, lead magnets, sales funnels, anything that needs to be automated is a part of that digitization process. And then we've got a layered lead generation strategy as well. Um, and the and these four components are fundamental and critical to to, especially those people that are transitioning out of corporate in a senior role. They're like, well, where do I start? You know, I've got all this knowledge, wisdom and skill. I don't know where to start. And this process that I've developed and fine tuned over the last, uh, well, what is it? 15, 38 years that I've been in a full-time coach has been just, it gets better and better all the time because we're constantly learning and getting feedback. The economy is changing. We have to move with that. But what happens is that with all those holders of wisdom, my genius zone is to unpack that and convert that into a solution and wrap all the necessary elements around that so they can go to market and start commercializing in the shortest time possible.
0: Well, I would think that if someone was in corporate America or as you know, we're speaking about America over here, but in corporate and working for a corporation and want to get be an entrepreneur, uh some jump off uh someone a little bit chasing just an emotion uh, mm-hmm. chasing money. It might yep. be a nice detour to stop along the way and see you <laughs> and get oh, a little bit absolutely. clear a little bit more clear on that truth before they kind of dive headlong into that.
1: Well, the thing is rich that there's two types of people. That I that I that I see. There's the ones that want to do this out of self-interest. The other ones want to do it because out of self-empowerment. They know that they can actually solve a problem in the world. The other type is, I just want to, I just want to make money and that's it. And the ones that come from a self-interest, I can tell you now will fail a hundred percent. I I've I've been there, done that with people that I've worked with that have come to me and they say, I'm an expert in XYZ, and you start unpacking them and you're like, Um, you, you didn't say that this is not who you are. You told me that you were X, but you're really Y, there's not enough inventory here for me to help you. I don't know how to help somebody become a brand and create a solution from air. Like, how do you do that? And so I don't work in that influencer space. I work with people who genuinely are mature. They've got 10, 15, 20, 30 years behind them. That's my audience. I want that inventory. So when people come to me, it's, and the other thing, Richard, you said something very important and the word emotion. A lot of people have so much fear around starting their own business. There's so much fear. It cripples people. It's like, and especially males, it's well, because men have so much pressure. You know, they're the breadwinners, they have to be successful. What if I'm not successful? What will everyone think of me? And my advice is that when you come from a place of integrity and truth, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that you've got something that can solve a problem. I just want to remind everybody we are not in an information economy, we're in an information age, we're in a wisdom economy. That is the next big thing. It's happening right now. So anyone that's holding wisdom is literally sitting on a, a gold mine. The problem is, Rich, people don't understand the implementation process that I've developed. That's the part that, that they're in fear of because people are trying to figure it out for themselves. It, it's taken me 23 years to figure it out, not 23 self-help books or business books. Mm-hmm. It's learned experience. So um, I just wanted to uh, say that because yeah. I think it's a, such an important part.
0: Well, you're you're the first person I've heard that separate. Not that probably because I maybe haven't read up on it, or maybe you're you're just ahead of everybody else. So a wisdom economy and not an information economy. Because everybody's, you know, it's interesting because I would say everybody said we're I'm exhausted on the information side of the economy. I just don't know what to do with it. I don't trust the information today. Now with this whole new wave of AI stuff that's coming across the market. Now you don't know who to trust or what to read or what to, but there's information that's important and wisdom is, 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 is the navigating tool. So I, I can, I can see it from what you, when you say it, it's the first time I've heard it.
1: Well, information empowers the holders of wisdom. You see the difference, you know, mm-hmm. and the other thing is that what is going to be happening now and mark my words, it is already happening. You we will see the rise of the Me Too coaches and consultants that will go to their chat GBT, their AI systems, and the AI system will create the resources, the online program, if you will, if people are going down that pathway. And 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 it's just regurgitated nonsense that has no trend, the outcome doesn't equal transformation or results or outcomes it's just more information so the holders of wisdom the outcome that they can produce is transformation is outcomes and results it's not mm-hmm. information the information empowers them but they know how to deliver transformation uh, uh, and results and outcomes they're two different things um yeah. and 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 and, and I'm, i i speak with so much conviction because i'm so passionate about that, that it's not even a notion, it's 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 a fact.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. I can definitely uh, sense the passion coming all the way through us from Australia <laughs> to Chicago. Good. All right. all right, well, so let's kind of go to this last segment of the show here. Uh, you know, I can of talk a little bit about COVID, how it had a big impact on your business. So I want to talk to a little bit about, have you talk a little bit about that. But here we are coming off of 2022, crazy times across the world, no one escaping that, just like no one escaped COVID. 2023, still got the hangover of that. 2022 era. Um, Do you see growth? Time to expand. Time to double down. Time to uh, retreat. You know, time to reflect. You know, how are you seeing this as a CEO, founder of a company? Because you got to lead your company, navigate your company, invest in your company accordingly. And the second part will be just more how you how you take care of yourself personally, self care.
1: I think that we are in actually exciting times. I really do. And again, I'm going to look, there's two parts to the answer. The first part is what I've been talking about, and that is the holders of wisdom. I think the opportunity for those people who have been in a corporate role, even business owners that really want to think about expanding out, say, for example, you've got an accounting firm and you're thinking, you know what? Maybe I could actually package my knowledge, wisdom and skills and maybe train other people to do what I do. In other words, my specialization in a different type of format. So we've got these opportunities that are presenting ourselves for the holders of wisdom. I can tell you right now the issues in the world right now can only be solved through people who hold the wisdom. So that's we, we can already see the opportunity right there. The other side of the coin is that, as I said before, there will be a rise of Me Too's everywhere. People will start to leave their corporate job jobs and look at AI as a solution, um, you know, to uh, supersede their, in, their their position, you know, in a, in a corporate job and try and go solo. I don't think that that's going to last very long. And the third thing is, and this is the, this is my observation over the years, human beings. I've become really, really smart in discerning what's fact and fiction. So we will, even employees and employers, you know, we're all looking for the truth. We're all looking for people who are uh, unapologetically themselves. They are, uh, they're, 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 looking for true knowledge. They're looking for true leadership, for true mentorship. Uh, people want transformation. They want something different. And I feel that, um, you know especially in the in the space in the space that I'm in, and, and even when I'm talking to prospects rich, they've already done their due diligence. It's not like they get on a call and you can use these scarcity tactics anymore. Even in sales, sales has completely changed. Selling and, and with scarcity tactics and scripts through a fear-based uh, ideology, all of that is being buried and gone because our consumers are smart. There is a lot of information that we can access that assists us in making our decisions. And I think that's where we're at. People will want uh, human interaction, but they will want to be able to discern truth from fiction. I think this is where we're at. And those people, that's why I come back to wisdom, again, that are holders of wisdom. They're the only ones that can deliver true transformation and true results versus more information. And there's a real divide there, unfortunately. But a lot of I think a lot of people will be seduced by what they believe AI can give them, cut corners in life, to be able to pursue something out of self-interest rather than self-empowerment and also to create a better world through raising consciousness. This is why those people that have wisdom They are the ones that will have the capacity to raise consciousness, not just in a one-on-one scenario in corporations, you know, being able to sit at a board level and actually speak through a completely different tone and voice.
0: It's so interesting because I asked a question about mentors and I'll ask you this in wrapping up here. And I know you'll somewhat of your answer, but the increase of mentors, increase of masterminds, increase of shared knowledge not not information, shared knowledge, shared wisdom is just uh, rampant. It's growing. It's, everybody seems to be getting a hold of that and and really having some positive results. So that said, Mary, you know you're obviously a thought leader in this, and you're helping your customers, your clients reach that. But you have to wake up every Monday morning, go to work, right? Uh, you got to get your, you have a child, right? You mentioned that you have a child, so you have to stay motivated, focused uh, yourself. So how do you do that? What type of self-care, self-discipline routines you put in your life to stay on track?
1: Well, I am a very, very much committed to um, uh, my um, self-reflection work. Like I really do a lot of self-reflection work. I sit with myself, whether it's five minutes or 15 minutes, really for me, it's about really feeling what I'm feeling in my body. And I really truly believe in the notion of just letting things out of my body, letting it go, I believe that the body is extremely powerful vessel and that it plays a significant role in our success. But to understand the body is also to understand how to transcend emotions and thoughts and beliefs and really sit with that. And that's taken me many, many years to really understand the power of that. I do have mentors. There's no doubt. I absolutely passionately believe in investing in my growth that I cannot stress that enough I have never stopped doing that and till this day you know at the moment I have an amazing mentor who is a like an absolute crazy uh, scientist who understands quantum physics and theory better than anyone I ever know but he breaks it down into normal language for me I have a very big interest in that area as well and so you know and and these are you know non-traditional type of mentors you know so you know look for for me it's looking for aspects of, my, of myself, within myself, that I haven't quite figured out. I like to go to mentors that challenge me, that they're experts in that, but just that one area that I'm trying to solve, because the conversation, reach is so expansive, it's just, it's so expansive. And you, you I always leave, you know, my meetings with my mentors, just feeling so invigorated, but also Just just my mind just opens up and I can just write for hours and hours and hours. It's like I get this amazing download of information. And um, I think that that's what for me life is about. It's just to continue to expand as much as I can through these modalities and these commitments that I have to myself every single day. And the other thing is, and the most important thing is, is to nurture two things in my life my mind and my soul. That is that is, at, that is, at all costs. They're the two things that I have, I wouldn't say I've mastered, but I have spent countless thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of learning how to mastery around that and really, really understanding what comes in and what goes out.
0: Love it. Love it. And I, you know, I think for people to realize, you know, it's mentors are not just a one and done. Mentors, mentors as you said are sometimes segmented by certain disciplines in your life you want to work on. And so while you work on one, you're done with that. You can get mentors to help you with another category. Um, Mary, this has been fun, exciting. I love your passion. You definitely found your purpose. Was Very clear about that. You're committed to it. And I can see how you're, You'd be very committed to helping your customers reach that same level. So thank you 100%. again for taking the time to be on the show. If people would like to get a hold of you and utilize your services, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Absolutely. Please go to my website, Mary Hendersoncoaching.com. Please email me Mary at Mary Hendersoncoaching.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn at Mary Henderson Coaching. Please feel free to send me a message.
0: Great. We will put that information in the notes of the podcast, which will be aired in about two, three weeks here on all podcast platforms, as well as in YouTube. So you could watch this, this uh, video as well. Mary, thanks for the time. I know it's morning over there for you. It's evening here in Chicago. So we'll, uh, you can tell me what's, uh, what's Wednesday like, because I haven't reached that day yet.
1: Wednesday. Well, for us, it's uh, it's overcast, so I don't know what it's going to be for you. <laughs> so it'll be a good day regardless.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, thanks again for your time. Thanks, Rich. And uh, I really appreciate it. Take care. Thanks. Rich LeBron here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, Please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.